Hello, welcome to A Disciple's Tidbit, a small seed of information to help grow your faith. My name is Craig, and I want to invite you to sit back and enjoy this mini-episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's A Disciple's Tidbit. So, this week I wanted to talk to you briefly about something that piggybacks off of the podcast from Monday, which was the seal judgments of Revelation chapter 6. And we kind of covered in the podcast about the tribulation and why it's needed as to the justification of why God is just in bringing judgment upon the world. I wanted to retouch on that just a little bit today, especially given the seriousness of the judgments that are unfolded in the seal judgments. And trust me, it's only going to get worse from here. So one thing we have to establish from the get-go is who's the landlord here? Who's the owner? Are we? Are we masters of our own fate? Or is there something else or someone else that's in charge of us and who pretty much owns us and everything we see in the creation? In Exodus 9, verse 29, Psalm 24, verses 1 through 2, and Psalm 89, verse 11, clearly states that the earth belongs to the Lord. And one verse of scripture even goes further than that, the one in Psalm 89, that the heavens also belong to the Lord. And when the Bible speaks about the heavens, it's talking about obviously the sky and then the stars, the the space that occupies the stars, right? So he owns the universe, he owns the earth, and he especially, especially owns us because in Genesis chapters one and two, it goes into great detail about how Earth and the creation, and especially ourselves, were created. God even went so far as to put his image upon us, right? So given the fact that he owns everything, given the fact that he even owns us, and he gives us the freedom and latitude that he does, dictates that he would, A, have the rights to tell us how to live and how to act towards him, etc. And then when we rebel against that, he has the right to dictate how he responds to that. And realistically, we have no standing whatsoever. We are declared guilty in the court of just the creation of the universe. The rocks even cry out against us for crying out loud. The beasts of the field cry out against us. Everything in the creation that we subjected to frustration cries out against us which is why the world is so hostile to human beings, right? That, that was part of the curse upon um, man is that he would have to work by the sweat of his brow to just simply grow food from the earth. Proportionately in scripture, it talks about how the soul that sins shall die. And I've covered that extensively throughout the podcast. And that's in Ezekiel 18 verse 20. Other supporting scriptures is Ecclesiastes 7, verse 20, Psalm 14, verses 1 and 3, and Psalm 53, verse 3. And basically says no one does good continually, and there is no one who never sins. And as a matter of fact, all have become corrupt. Regardless of all of that, regardless that everything belongs to the Lord that is on the earth, the earth itself, and then the universe— and that we were created in, in the image of God, and the one who rebels against that creator is worthy of any kind of judgment, regardless of that. In Matthew 5, verse 45, Jesus tells us that God provides for the just and the unjust alike. The sun comes up and provides warmth and sunlight to people who are saved and those that are not. He provides rain for those who are saved and those who are not. He provides air for those who are saved and those who are not. So compounding all of that, 
that God owns the title deed to the earth in essence and everything in it. The fact that he allows us to live beyond having sinned against him even once for many of us is decades after the fact. And God even provides extensively for us. Even those who are poorest in the world still have some degree of provision. And if they don't turn to God in repentance and in thanks, etc., they are totally worthy of judgment. In Ephesians verse 2, verses 8 and 9, and John chapter 6, verse 29, it talks about how salvation is a gift and that life-staking belief is how we claim that gift. And what I mean by life-staking belief is not just merely like the sky is blue kind of belief. It is the sky is blue and you can kill me if it's not kind of life-staking belief. It's you put all your your money into Jesus Christ. You 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 stake everything on the fact that he's the only way to God and that he died for your sins and rose from the dead as a complete justification and sacrifice and propitiation for everything you've ever done against God. So I think of it this way a lot of times, and I've heard other pastors talk about this too. People who get offended by the the audacity and right of God to judge people on the earth is because they think too highly of humanity, too less of God. If you think of God as the all-powerful, all-knowing, omniscient, absolute creator that has waited 2,000 years to judge the earth, he has given us the book of Revelation, told us what he was going to do around 90 AD, 90 to 95 AD. It has been 1,900 years plus since that book was given to humanity. It has been translated into many languages. It's gone around the world several times. And yet God has still refrained from judging the world, as he said he would do in the book of Revelation, based on the fact that he's extending his offer of salvation to anybody who will believe. And if we spurn that gift, if we sit here and say, I'm righteous, I don't need salvation. Well, you're telling the one who is offended, hey, you shouldn't be offended at what I do. You should just accept me. How much more is that going to make you angry? If somebody had murdered your son and they came to you and said, you know, you shouldn't be all that upset because of X, Y, and Z. I think any parent worth their salt, even a quarter of a bit of salt, would be just incensed by that idea and probably would want to gouge that person's eyes out. How much more when God has provided us so much and we have spurned him so much and he has gone to the extent to be able to reconcile us unto himself so much that if we spurn all of that, how can we dare say that we are not worthy of judgment? We are completely worthy of judgment. And that's why... The seal judgments are not too harsh. The trumpet judgments are not too harsh. And the bowl judgments are not too harsh. Again, it's because we think too highly of humanity and not enough of God. At this point in the podcast, I want to reach out to you. And if you have never done so, if you have never entered into a saving relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to do that today. All you need to do is believe. Believe that Jesus was who he said he was. 
He was God in the flesh. Believe in your heart that he died for your sins and rose from the dead. Confess him as Lord. And the Bible says that you will be saved if you do that. If you truly believe in your heart that Jesus is who he said he was, and that he did exactly what he said he would do for you, you will be saved. It is simply that easy. A lot of people say prayer, prayer. And that's great to confess and put your mind and your heart and everything through a process, if you will, to be able to embody what's already taken place in your heart. By simply saying, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. I believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead. And now I confess you as Lord. Please take control of my life. And I want to follow you for the rest of my days. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. That's all you need to do. And your life will change. Your life will change, not necessarily materially, not necessarily in terms of the world but your life will change as far as your relationship with God. And you can know for certain that you're saved. The apostle John wrote that when he was pinning first John, he says, I write these things to you that you may know that you have eternal life. Not that you can hope, not that you can wonder, but that you can know. Ephesians two verses eight and nine says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. If you'd like to get in touch with me for any reason, I have the links for the social networks that I am connected on in my bio for this podcast. I'm also available at Gmail at DisciplePOV, that's D-I-S-C-I-P-L-E-P-O-V at gmail.com. If you have anything that you would like to convey to me, such as something you agree with, something you don't, or anything else, or if you did receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, I'd love to hear from you today and to assist you on your new eternal journey.